0: lord jesus we ask that you would open our eyes and ears so we can hear what you would say to us through this scripture lord we know that you have your message and we desire to be faithful so please speak to us at this time in jesus name we pray amen well we're in the midst of our summer series on the gospel of mark and scott had set the scene for us two weeks ago when he told us that the gospel of Mark moves along like it's an adventure movie the moment Mark begins it's clear he has a destination to take us to and we're going to get there really quickly no one not us or the people that Jesus contacts will ever be the same again my twelve-year-old grandson Daniel described Jesus as the Avengers all in one person Jesus definitely moves quickly from one place to another, one person to another, and he's deepening everyone's understanding, or perhaps he's further confusing them as they try to answer the question, who is this man? Who is this Jesus? Scott reminded us that Jesus and his disciples were about their father's business, they were healing everywhere they went quickly one place to another yet they never seemed to tire or get overwhelmed good news for us don't you think as we try to faithfully live our very busy lives last week Ryan Beatty focused on Jesus markers for a power community vision faith, forgiveness again very good news God's good gift of relationships in a faith community God's good gift of relationships in this faith community so we come today we have week number one burning brightly never burning out we have week number two power community and now we have week number three and we have demonic depression. Really? Now, I've been assured that this isn't typecasting. I want you to know I even tried to switch topics. You can see how that went. I still have demons. Would you believe that when I incorrectly typed sermon, it self corrected to demon? It's true. Now that's eerie and it really made me wonder what about this topic I'm supposed to preach on. Well, however, after much prayer and study, I no longer find myself conjuring up images and names of people that I don't like very much whenever I hear the word demon. Ah. Now admit it, some of you have confessed to me that that's what happens to you. You have your long list of people who just seem to fit that title. Well, I'm finally willing to admit that there is a sermon in this passage that needs to be preached. So today we're going to focus on Jesus and on us. I want to begin by reminding you that the Gospel of Mark is a written account of Jesus life mark recorded the word-of-mouth stories of Jesus time on earth he records the verbal stories mark races through Jesus life from his baptism by John to his resurrection in vivid eyewitness detail it's as if mark is afraid he won't have enough time to tell all the stories he knows time is brief and there's much for Jesus to do Mark 1-1 starts out this way. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. These words tell us, heads up, pay attention. This is an important recorded document. Through these stories, we learn much about God through his Son, Jesus Christ. So today's story begins. Jesus and the disciples are arriving in the Decapolis. They've had a stormy night at sea that Jesus was awakened to the disciples saying how fearful they were and Jesus simply said to the storm, be still, and it was. So they get to land after this very rocky night and they are immediately accosted by a man we are told is possessed by demons. A man who comes and bows before Jesus and acknowledges him, the son of God. Interesting that it's a demon-possessed person, one who is alienated from God who recognizes who Jesus is. Jesus talks with him, ends up telling the demons to leave. They go into pigs. Pigs go over the, the cliff into the ocean and they drown. But by his discussion with this man, by his healing, Jesus broke every rule that he was bound to follow as a Jew. Every boundary, every barrier, he just threw aside. The man who he healed was considered unclean in every single way. He was a Gentile and Jews had nothing to do with Gentiles. He was a man possessed by demons, alienated from God, living among the dead, a complete outcast and ostracized by all. Jesus should not have been there. But there he was, performing a miracle and sending the healed man to tell everyone what Jesus had done for him and then we're told these wonderful amazing words and everyone who heard was amazed was amazed I wonder why we see these stories of Jesus casting out demons and the Gospel of Mark is filled with them but each time Jesus said demon leave and the demons leave I think these stories are told because the disciples and we need to hear that Jesus is the Savior of everyone. Everywhere, it would be his story that would transform that land. This demonic, this outcast, brought the love of Jesus to that land. Stories are important if we didn't have these stories we would know very little about Jesus so now we forward two thousand years we know how the story ends but even seeing both beginning and end, we struggle to believe that we are one of God's beloved that Jesus went to the cross to offer each of us forgiveness and love today tomorrow all the days we are given even for eternity don't we long for desire a sign that the life-giving power of God is breaking into and working through the ordinary details of our everyday lives can that really be in the silence don't we pray please Jesus heal me make me whole in body mind and spirit The Gospel of Mark affirms this truth. God's power and authority is in Jesus to love us into the kingdom. As we sang a few minutes ago, nothing, nothing is impossible with God. No one is beyond Jesus' touch. No one, no matter what is in our past, no matter what is in our future, or is going on right now, is too big or too small too insignificant too broken for the Savior Jesus as Jesse Rice reminded us a couple of weeks ago with Jesus there is no such thing as a meaningless tear if that is true and I'm proclaiming today that it is what are our stories that witness to this god-sized life-changing truth? I think hearing God speak to you might look something like this. Hey, good job. You back on? I know. Hi Cooper. <gasps> Hi Cooper. <laughs> Hi Cooper. <laughs> Hi, Cooper. <laughs> Listen. Mm -hmm. Hi, Cooper. Hi, baby. I know I'm doing that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Mm -hmm. Do you hear something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Mm -hmm. This is Cooper and this was right after his cochlear implant was turned on. For the first time, he got to hear his mom's voice. His mom said he was born with a profound hearing loss and just watch his reaction. She actually posted this video last year on YouTube, but it's just now going viral. She posted an update saying that Cooper can now count to five and say his ABCs. Oh, if we only responded like that when we realized that Jesus has broken into our lives And healed a hurt brought us hope wouldn't it be great if we went oh oh as if hearing for the very first time Claudia heard Jesus for the first time she is a member of this church and early this year she was diagnosed with cancer her journey is chronicled on Caring Bridge so family and friends can know how she is doing and can leave messages of hope and encouragement and prayers. She shared she had been feeling very low and disheartened. And on July 7th, she wrote on Caring Bridge how God had brought emotional healing in a very unique way. Her journal entries is titled, And God Speaks. We have a piano, she wrote, that has been ours for over 20 years. And this week we sent out the piano to be restored. It's in terrible need of repairs and tuning. The guy picked up the piano on Tuesday. And when they loaded the piano, a card fell out. It was the words to a bridge over troubled waters. I have to share these with you. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes... I will dry them all I'm on your side when times get rough and friends just can't be found like a bridge over troubled waters I will lay me down when you're down and out when you're on the street when evening falls so hard I will comfort you I'll take your part when darkness comes and pain is all around like a bridge over troubled waters I will lay me down your time has come to shine silver girl all your dreams are on their way if you need a friend I'm sailing right behind like a bridge over troubled waters I will ease your mind Claudia continues God sent this message to me you have to be listening to hear what he has to say you have to be listening if you knew where this piano came from you too would believe that only God could have sent this message to me the piano had been moved many many times but the card never fell out until now I needed God to speak to me now hope you hear God like I do it is so comforting please keep the prayers a coming every prayer is helping keep my hope up and heal my body You are all wonderful friends and family, and I feel much loved. Love, Claudia. Claudia heard God speak through that song with the same excitement and joy as Cooper. When he heard his mother's voice for the first time, you saw, you experienced what he was feeling, that great, great joy. When Claudia and I talked, she related that it's not God's audible voice that she hears. Rather, God speaks to her in signs found in unusual places and ways, like an old piano that has traveled many, many miles. Then Jesus breaks into her life. As I've learned over my many years as a hospital chaplain and as a pastor in churches of all sizes in all places, our Creator God, who made each one of us will speak to us in ways that we will recognize and it will be different for each one of us because we each have been created uniquely today I want to tell you a page of my Jesus story and I say a page because this life is a journey of growing in my understanding of God myself and others it's a lifelong adventure of rebirth this is not a once upon a time fairy tale. It's a story of heartbreak, betrayal and loneliness. And it is a witness to God's restoration. I had discovered that my husband had broken his vows with many affairs and our marriage was ending. My sense of failure was overwhelming. As a pastor, I thought my ministry was over because I could not imagine God wanting me to be a leader in his church. I felt useless, unworthy, and in great despair. I couldn't bring myself to tell anyone what was happening, so my world became smaller and smaller and more isolated. I couldn't see a future with such pain and brokenness. On my lowest morning, a friend from my seminary days called. I had been on her mind, she said, and so she decided to pick up the phone and check in. Coincidence? Not in God's economy. We chatted briefly. Then she asked, Dana, what's wrong? The floodgates opened and the story was told. She listened and listened and listened until all was told and then she said these two words I care suddenly the burden didn't seem quite as heavy as a pastor herself she understood my concerns about how the church would view my failure that night she called me again now mind you she lived three thousand miles away and this was the day before cell phones and unlimited long-distance calls for two years yes you heard right for two years she called me every single night every night sometimes just with a quick how are you other times with a lot of listening to whatever was going on and how I was doing I knew her call was from Jesus with skin on Jesus was on the line Those calls gave me the time I needed to receive Jesus' forgiveness, hope, and purpose. I was restored to the person God created me to be. Jesus truly was my everything. Now, it didn't happen overnight, but the healing hand of Jesus has never, ever let me go. Isn't that amazing? That kind of love. Would I be here today at Bell Press without Jesus healing? I don't know. But without Jesus healing, I don't think I would have applied for the ministry position I now hold. And I want to say to you, this faith community, words do not seem adequate to express how grateful I am for the love and acceptance I have experienced through this community right here your story the story that only you can tell my story the story that only I can tell stories that are unique to each one of us the man that Jesus healed had a Jesus story to tell and Jesus knew he needed it to be told it was part of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven we each have our Jesus story that needs to be told and telling our story brings healing to us and to others. I want to encourage you to be intentional about your Jesus story. There are many who need to hear it and you need to tell it. Recall your past. Look at your present. Those times where life seemed difficult or perhaps were particularly joyful. Be aware. Pray, Lord, help me to notice when you have touched my life to bring wholeness and healing what happened write your thoughts down be expectant god is always present no matter where we are or what is going on in our life psalm 139 tells us god is always there with us so pray to have eyes to see and ears to hear where jesus is breaking in give thanks be responsive pray words of gratitude when you see and when you hear and then tell your story when you share those moments your story God will use it to give others hope and they will see Jesus and telling our Jesus story reminds us in the midst of our hurried busy lives that Jesus does break in more often than we notice and our faith and hope will grow in the telling why tell because it can change someone's life again and again and again, we must tell our stories. Remember how Mark's story ends? And he, the man who would have been considered the evilest of the evil, the most unclean of the outcasts, went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all who heard were amazed. That's good news. Jesus, give us lots of opportunities to hear that good news, that you are with us, that you do break in, that your desire is to bring healing to us, body, mind, and spirit. Lord, may we leave today trusting in that promise. In Jesus' name, amen.